0: You're invited to our second annual Winter Women's Retreat, A Slumber Party. Did you know that Black women are often the gatekeepers and teachers of culture, memory, and legacy, particularly of the Black family? While on the journey to preparing for a love and life partner, and even more so if you're already partnered or married, I encourage Black women to create a community and cultivate sisterhood with other Black women first. We need each other. Retreat tickets are now available for the first 10 guests at MatchMerryMate.com. Join us in Asheville, North Carolina for a sacred and spiritual retreat with other black women who know how to act. Hope to see you in the mountains. Greetings. You're listening to the Match Mary Mate Show where Black women learn how to get their love lives together. Here, I guide you on your dating and relationship journey, empower you with feminine presence, power, and charm, teach you how to navigate and negotiate your needs and desires with men. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and welcome to our sixth Pop up episode, our final show between season one and season two. We'll be on break for the next week and we'll return on Sunday, August 20th for our second season. First, let's begin with the power of affirmation. We start every episode with an affirmation. As a way to center self, listen to the body, and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings, or emotions come up? Use that energy to speak life, wholeness, and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I am. I am female, I am feminine, I am me. The title of today's show is Fun Girl Summer Feminine Archetypes Edition. For this series, we've already covered matching, marriage, and mating, so I figured we'd close with some extra summer fun today. Number three on our fun girl summer wishlist is to dress up, cosplay, characters, archetypes, do your thing, sis. And just in case you wanted to choose a feminine archetype, I wanted to review them together with you today. Also, stay tuned for the one I choose to dress up for later in the summer. When it comes to matching, and this is beyond the early stages, beyond the dating stages, and sliding more into a stable relationship that's headed toward marriage. And sometimes I wait until you're actually engaged or married. But when it comes to matching, I use your feminine archetype with your guys' masculine archetype to start bridging you together. And first we start with your leading ones, and then we start to Pair and match up the others as well Now there's a level of complementation here that just works When women and men understand each other in this way I don't have any science or research for it It just works You observe something long enough And see how well it works across time or across people And you just do what works So that's what I do I have a newlywed couple who are doing this work right now. And I love seeing their discoveries and how they are repositioning for a more comfortable fit between them two. A few weeks ago, I taught a female archetypes class to a group of women. Hear that name change, a female archetypes class. And it was my second one of the year. This is one of my favorite classes to teach because I love to see how the universality that is womanhood expresses itself so uniquely among each woman engaging in the class. One distinction I have to make is the difference between female archetypes and feminine archetypes, at least in my opinion. So in my class, I mainly teach about the female experience, those four main archetypes that women move in and out of throughout their lifetimes. But towards the end, we have fun and engage in some play with the feminine archetypes too. The concept of an archetype shifts somewhat depending on the context at hand. So when I say female archetypes, I mean just that, relating to female-born humans. Those models are exclusively for women, the events and occurrences that come with female life. And the four main female archetypes also mirror the four main phases of the moon as well as the Earth's four seasons. I think it's important to note that things that are usually female-derived have a place with Mama Nature and in some of the most paralleling and mind-blowing ways. You can take a quiz. I'll talk about it more in a bit, and I'll link it in the show notes for you too. But see if you can just listen in and pinpoint yourself even before you quiz. Now that I've created some distinction between female and feminine archetypes, let's talk about the feminine. So when I say feminine archetypes, I'm talking about patterns of behavior that anyone could express, though women usually embody them. These behavior patterns can be expressed, copied, emulated, and even merged. They do not necessarily belong, and I have belong in my air quotes, to women like the female archetypes do, but we certainly occupy them. Also, the female archetypes are not usually merged. You're either operating in one of them or you are not. Though, the rate at which you could transition from one to the other is each woman's business. With feminine archetypes, women tend to express many of them depending on their moods, emotions, circumstances, even desires. We often tend to have a leading feminine archetype That speaks more to our personality too that we sit in most of the times and our thinking, processing, and actions are consistent with it. But that second leading, or even third leaning is there too and depending on which one wants to come outside and play on any given day depends on which feminine energy you will experience with a woman. And sometimes we switch it all the way up and just decide to embody a passive or more dormant archetyped, just for that day or for that week. And that's just what it means to be feminine. You get the version we feel like giving energy to. Though most of the times you'll know what that is, never get too comfy because to be a woman is to also be a tantalizing mystery. When it comes to manhood, we understand it as something that has to be earned. And in some societies, even proven. A man is not a man just because he ages into male adulthood. There's actually fascinating research and studies that cover this phenomena, and I encourage women to learn more in that area. The more you understand what a man is not, the more you understand what a woman is sometimes and vice versa. Manhood is experienced in stages where men occupy one reality at a time with transition Maleness is linear and works upward to advance, stage by stage. If I were talking to men, I would say it a little bit differently. Maybe I would say the more you understand women, the more you understand the full office of your manhood and your personal kingdom. But I'm talking to women today about women and femininity, so we shall remain on track. Unlike men, we are cyclical, not linear, and one of our main reasons is that we are already born with everything we are to be from the beginning, developing the parts of ourselves that we use, so that use it or lose it saying applies here. Now listen, this is one of my favorite parts about being a woman. I came here with everything I needed. And my journey is for me to discover what that is and use what I need at any given time. There is so much within me that is mine to unlock, to learn, to lose, and recycle. Even in our biology, female humans are born with a lifetime supply of gametes. That's just a fancier way of saying female babies are born with all the egg cells they'll ever have, and no new eggs are made during our lifetime. We have everything that we need from birth, and that is very much not the male experience. If you're a Bible believer or a reader, specifically the Old Covenant, you know the same is true there, and if you believe in a higher power or even the God of Israel, I'd have to credit that source with consistency here, because even in the Old Covenant scriptures, women are born into the covenant, while men have to come into it. Even Richard Reeves in his latest book of Boys and Men said, womanhood is defined more by biology. Manhood is more by social construction. Manhood is a continuous achievement rather than just a single milestone. And while we're here, can I let you in on a little secret? Men need femininity, maybe even more than they know, and certainly more than most women know. Something about a woman being kind warm, and receptive does a man good. Now, of course, not all men and not just any man, so you do have to do your due diligence. But for the most part, men thrive here. Femininity allows them to relax, rejuvenates their spirit, and can even heal wounds. I cannot tell you how many men reply to me, you're the first smile I've seen all day and it's real warming to see, or thank you for seeing me. Or maybe they decide to hold the door open for me and I walk through it and give a genuine thank you and look them in the eyes. They usually say, wow, you let me hold the door open for you. Thank you for that. Or they are stunned at my appreciation and want to give me a whole talk about how much it matters to them. Trust me when I tell you they need it. Femininity fuels and empowers me. Here's another thing that I love about being a woman. I understand my many powers, but this one is about me powering my own femininity. And when I share that with a man, it charges him to be more powerful too. The confidence and the power a man can attain with a woman who knows and owns her femininity is out of this world. My power equals his powerfulness. See how that works? Now, to be able to be the kind of woman who can pull that off, especially if you live with the man, is a whole other matter. Let's get back to our archetypes. The female archetype, maiden, mother, wild, and wise woman, are unique to women and are separate from the feminine archetype, in my humble opinion. And I like to remember the female archetypes, two M's, two W's, maiden, mother, wild, wise. Because this episode is about feminine archetypes, I am not discussing the female archetypes, but to name and distinguish them as I've already done. Then we have the five main feminine archetypes the sage, the huntress, the mystic, the queen, and the lover, which I like to call Lover Girl. To give you some psychological background, allow me to introduce you to Carl Jung. And Jung is spelled J U N G. He was a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst of the 20th century who founded analytical psychology. His central concepts are individuation, collective consciousness, psychological complex, and archetypal phenomena, the one we're discussing today. Jung's archetypes are universal symbols or patterns that are present in the collective unconsciousness of all humans. And he distinguishes between masculine and feminine archetypes he believed they were innate and inherited and that they shape our thoughts our feelings and our behaviors now not to step on that white man's toes because he has added meaningful work to the field of psychology but these ideas around innate and inherited behaviors that shape our thoughts and our feelings are not new And if you study African culture or Native American culture deeply enough, you'll discover that archetypes have always been there. Maybe they were called spirits or energies or by some other name, but they were there. If you Google feminine archetypes, you'll likely see the main seven where they borrow the four female archetypes and include three others. And depending on the source of the site, the three others can vary. You'll also see the 13 Feminine Seduction Archetypes, trademarked by Ayesha Faines, which takes the main seven archetypes and adds six secondary archetypes to it. Now, much respect to her for her work, but keeping up with 13 archetypes is too much for me for this kind of an exercise. So in my studies, when the four female archetypes are placed to the side, just for a second, Those five main feminine archetypes are the most consistent and popularly known. The Huntress, Mystic, Queen, Lover Girl, and Sage. Together, if we introduce the four female archetypes back, these are the popular nine. But we're going to preview the main five in today's show. Okay, I've cited enough examples. I gave you a little biology, some spirituality, some psychology, and even a little sociology for you to know that this is a real thing. Now, let's have some fun after this quick break. Do you have a private or sensitive dating and relationship issue you want to chat with me about? Sometimes we all need a little TLC and one-on-one, and I'm here for it. Here's what you want to do. Visit MatchMaryMate.com, click work with me, and book your individual call. I cannot wait to meet you in the Zoom room, honey. You're invited to our second annual winter women's retreat, A Slumber Party. Did you know that Black women are often the gatekeepers and teachers of culture, memory, and legacy, particularly of the Black family? While on the journey to preparing for a love and life partner, and even more so if you're already partnered or married, I encourage Black women to create a community and cultivate sisterhood with other Black women first. We need each other. Retreat tickets are now available for the first 10 guests at MatchMerryMate.com. Join us in Asheville, North Carolina for a sacred and spiritual retreat with other Black women who know how to act. Hope to see you in the mountains. Welcome back. Before we pick up, it's important to note that these archetypes are an aspect of femininity inherent in all women, but some of us express more of one than the other. And depending on the type, some women may have difficulty expressing any given one or more than one. For example, the queen archetype is like this, and it's not the only one, it's just a very common one where it is difficult for lots of women to fully express and embody. And I'll hint a little bit at that once I get to the archetype. But for now, I have a small task for you in the second half of the show. I'm going to list some divine energy and dark energy, also known as the shadow side. I'm going to list traits of the divine energy and the dark energy of each archetype. There is one trait that is consistent with each one. See if you can spot it. Once you do, you'll have a golden egg with where to start on your femininity journey. Are you a huntress? Number one, the huntress archetype. She is an independent woman who lives life on her own terms. She cares very little about what others think, pursues her goals with laser focus, She possesses an energy that makes her very passionate. Her personality is full of temperament, which often causes her to think after taking action. She learns lessons the hard way and can come across as aggressive at times. The huntress dares to stand up for herself and is bold. She is often seen as a leader, not needing anyone to take care of her. The huntress is a feminine free, and independent spirit. Now, listen, this is the number one reason that Huntress is not my leading archetype, that whole don't need anyone to take care of her. I don't know about need, but I very much like, desire, and want my husband to take care of me. (laughs) Now, Huntresses in their divine energy are free spirits. They are compassionate, lovers of adventure and go-getters. But Huntresses in their dark energy that shadow side, can be distracted, always seeking a new challenge. They ignore consequences sometimes and possess an I-don't-care attitude. The huntress is a woman who frequently advocates for marginalized people. She likes to right the wrongs of the world. And if you're familiar with the masculine archetypes, the huntress is like the warrior. Now, I'm no leading huntress, but child, do I love me a warrior archetype man. On the fictional side, huntresses are like Wonder Woman. And for real life women, think Serena Williams or Angela Davis. Are you a mystic? Number two, mystics. Mystic women have a spiritual quality about them. Like being in their presence seems otherworldly. She connects by attaching to something greater than herself. She probably has the least tradition in lifestyle and relationships. She's introspective and intuitive and senses things beyond the surface. Mystics in their divine energy value their peace and privacy. They create an inviting and warm space that matters. And it especially comes out when they're hosting family and friends. They're also highly compassionate. Mystics and the dark energy can be withdrawn and distant. Maybe even aloof, focusing too much on things that are not of this world and forget to be in it. Like, really in it, in it. My favorite mystic type is Sade. I think she's the only name that needs to be mentioned here. Are you a queen? Number three, queens. Queen women are the archetypical matriarch. They are natural born leaders and are usually the heart of their given social groups. Her ability to create community is top notch. And normally queens possess networking and socialization skills that leave us all in envy. She is often looked up to and people love being around her. She's looked up to also for her extrovertedness and strong presence. Queens are wives and mothers and usually connected to a powerful man. Let's all think Beyonce out loud, shall we? (laughs) So I mentioned earlier that queen is a hard or difficult archetype for women to express and embody. So much so that if I ask you to think of another queen archetype or an example of it, quick, 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 you would probably have a hard time doing so outside of Beyonce and I already named her. It's not a common archetype. And it's not usually one where you can say, I know so many in a lifetime or in a contemporary space. Now, of course, I'm sure you can come up with more than Beyonce. I'm sure you could probably give me another one or two, but I think my point is still made. Queens usually build empires, which is very consistent with another archetype. But the difference is queens tend to have a higher maternal calling. Queens in the divine energy are powerful, stable, have high status, compassionate, and charismatic. Queens and the dark energy can be controlling, out of touch, and disliked. Sometimes they have many enemies, they're greedy, and they fear losing their position or status. If you recall the movie The Devil Wears Prada, Miranda Priestly was a queen definitely on her shadow side. Just about any queen you've seen in a movie or a book could fit here. But I like... Queen Ramonda from Wakanda on the fictional side. Or do you remember Gilmore Girls? Emily was certainly a queen. Are you a lover girl? Number four, our lover girls. Simply stated, lover girl women love passion. They seek it out regardless of where their focus lies. They bring the emotion and the feelings to the party, honey. They strive to make other people feel loved and secure and take pleasure in meeting the needs of others. Lovers often have a zest for life and revel in the very notion of being human and alive. They follow their bliss and they want everyone else to do the same too. Lovers are incredibly ideal and believe in the power of love. Their quest for connection drives them, and their biggest fear is being alone and unloved. If you're familiar with masculine archetypes, they have a lover too, just like us, and I like to call them lover boy. (laughs) Lover girls and their divine energy value beauty and luxury in the world around them. They have intense emotions and feelings and are very compassionate. They have a sense of wonder and enthusiasm for the world. They're dreamers with active imaginations, and they enjoy trying new experiences. Lovers and their dark energy can tie their self-esteem into the quality of their relationships. They can make decisions based on their emotions and be shallow, obsessive, or even overly dramatic. And sometimes they lose themselves in the pursuit of attraction and beauty. The lover girl woman is in touch with her sexuality and is often a people magnet. In fact, her magnetism is one of her superpowers. Remember Baby from the movie Dirty Dancing? She is a lover girl. She badly wanted to be loved in that movie. Eartha Kitt is another example of a lover girl, my favorite. And, you know, she has a little side of seductress. And... Last but not least, are you a sage woman? (laughs) Number five, our sages. Yes, I saved the best for last. Okay, so it may not be the best per se, but it's my leading archetype, and that's how I see it. Sage women are mighty and extremely powerful. If you're a sage, what's your power? Is it magic, a spiritual gift, Wealth, influence, I have more than one power, but from this list, it's definitely spiritual gifting and influence. If you're familiar with the masculine archetypes, the sage is like the magician. Sage women seek knowledge and truth, even if it places them in danger. But once they acquire said knowledge, they use it to shape their understanding of the world and to assist others. They are usually teachers, professors, experts, scientists, researchers, and detectives. Now, when I hear detectives, I think about the search and screen power of black women. So maybe we have a little more sage quality because y'all know we work better than the FBI. Sages are obsessed with understanding the world and finding its truths. They devote themselves to research dedicated to finding answers Their gained knowledge allows them to process events logically, bringing unparalleled wisdom to decision making, and are often an invaluable source of information to their mentees. Sages in their divine energy are caring, logical, insightful, compassionate, patient, and wise. But sages in their dark energy can be arrogant. Isolated, overly cautious, and restless. And even though sages are traditionally coined as the feminine archetype, men can be sages too. Again, we just usually call them magicians. Fun fact I love me a magician archetype man. I often kid with one of my clients telling her stories about that one time I fell in love with the magician leading archetype man. And while he was the bomb.com, even my sage self could not hang with that man for real, for real. And you just cannot have a relationship where someone is always the teacher and the other is always the student. That power dynamic gets a little wonky. I still love him though. I just had to repivot him as a friend and a learning buddy. If you're wondering, my husband is just the right amount of magician quality for me. The sages woman's top priority is the acquisition of wisdom. But if she partners or marries, she will also be the wise counsel behind a very successful partner. Remember the oracle from the fictional character in the Matrix franchise? She's a sage and Oprah Winfrey fits the bill here, too. We end every episode with thought or heart provoking questions for your journal. Journaling is simply prayers on paper and the most high tends to those too. Dear listener, what's your leading feminine archetype? How can you use that information to influence your dating life? Can you imagine the type of man that would be best for you considering? Which character or example embodies your leading archetype that you can study what's the difference between being female and expressing femininity or feminine traits it's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens pour it out into your journal today release yourself free yourself and most of all be yourself because no one is better at being you than you I leave you with the words of an ancestor today. Maya Angelou once wrote, I am woman phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Thank you for joining me today and tuning into another episode of the Match Mary Mate Show. If you have a question, you can reply to the show's prompt inside of your podcast app, or you can send us an email at podcast at matchmarymate.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, comment, or rate. Your support would just melt my Southern girl heart. Until our next time together, love, light, and relationship. Remember, we grow as we go, and I'll be with you in the next season. Cheers. Are you looking to get your love life together? You're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets. Well, honey, let's take some accountability, do our work, and be in the place to reap all the benefits. I invite you to become a Love Lady member and officially join the Match, Mary Mate community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have access to digital resources, video trainings, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If this sounds like something you want, be sure to join today because I'd love to have you. Visit coachjoyce.com to get started. I want to see your face in the play.